2: Oh, my God. So, okay, you, you missed it. You were, like, <sighs> you know, 50 seconds off uh, of Tom giving some inappropriate jokes. Hilarious. But we're not going to repeat it. No, we haven't. We're, not to, go, yeah, we're no, just going to no, get no, into it. Tom, you
3: want to. Nah, no, 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 <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> No, 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 no. As I was saying about the
1: economy, what
3: happened
2: is with the interest yeah, rates. Yeah, in okay. Program. All right, well, listen, home team <laughs> oh, is here. you're going to
1: pick on me. So home team, that home was team, him. home that team. What him. did
2: I say? I said about what? The the economy? No, no. no he, had, he had a nice joke. He said that... Uh, Inappropriate for a podcast, but it's fun if it's uh, not on. But
3: the it's great to be here today. It's great it to be here good. today. Yeah. We
2: got uh, Adam, Vinny, uh, BizDoc in the house. Uh, we we may, by the way, we may uh, introduce the link to the tickets to the first live. We were mm. at the event yesterday. Can
0: I be at the? live?
2: Do I have to buy tickets? Or first can I of all, you you got to buy two tickets. But yesterday <laughs> we were at the. For the voice <laughs> in my head? For the voice in my head? Yes. Yeah, actually, okay. that's yes. Hey, How did you know? We got <laughs> a lot of things to talk about. So if you if you can see this here. McCarthy goes to the White House, and they increase the rates by only a quarter. I know that you you you're like that. I love that. Quarter oh, so I really with want,
0: increasing in
2: money. If there's everybody is wondering what Vinny's take is on Fed or Proof's quarter point rate hike. It's coming. Uh, we want to hear about mm-hmm. it. We got a bunch of different stories we got to get into.
3: How many? How, what, how many uh, live viewers do we need to get to in order to make this announcement today? Let's give the, the, our friends a challenge. I, out I there.
2: think that's. I think that we can make the announcement at six thousand. We get to six thousand. Okay. We'll make it. Six thousand, guys. Okay. Don't let us down. Uh, no so, announcement. So here's on, what we y'all. got. Here's Good what morning, we, got. America. we got. We got Ron ahead. DeSantis. Ron DeSantis for the first time, they say, took a shot Good. at Trump. Right now, we'll we'll see if that qualifies as a shot or not. Nikki Haley is apparently announcing a run for president, and she apparently called Donald Trump. We'll talk about that. ChatGBT, there's a few different things going on there. The teachers rejoice. ChatGBT creators have released a tool to help detect AI-generated writing for teachers, and they're fired up about it. Elon Musk pushes uh, forward with Twitter Payment Vision. He's got a few things going on. Fed approves the rate hikes. We'll talk about that. The biggest risk to market is no recession at all in 2023. J.P. Morgan strategists say. That's a uh, insider story. Uh, some say we may be facing the depression-like of a recession that's going to be coming. Not a good uh, look. And by the way, that article, I don't know who it's from. It's a uh, uh, depression. Fox Business. We'll talk about that. Home prices fell in November for 5th straight month. month. Uh, how much tips should you leave? This is a, a story that Adam's very committed to. Uh, as a guy who doesn't like to leave tips, we're going to give no, his well, feedback to other people like on on tips.
3: Fake news, fake news. Twitter, Twitter,
2: keep. Twitter lashes out at Bill Maher following new CNN segment announcement. Tom Brady announces retirement. Hunter Biden threatened to withhold assistance pay for sex. Who would believe a story like that? <laughs> no who would way. believe a story like that? With Class
1: him? act. But we're going to dive into it. Some you got some story stuff with Alec Baldwin, 100%. and then
2: Adams got some feedback on Tyree Nichols. First person uh, had has the first person uh, been born to live to 150 years old, which is kind of interesting. Maybe that person's in this room. We don't know. Maybe. And last but not least, the collapse of faith in America, we know you got strong opinions about that. So having said that, I say we get right into economy, Tom, and talk about the rate hikes, if you guys are okay with that. Let me see here. Okay. Federal proof's quarter point rate hike signals more increases likely this is a Wall Street Journal story page 8 if you want to go to it. You know it would be interesting if we can get the audience to follow with us if we actually gave PDFs to people say, well, who are members. Awesome. If we can do something where members can get PDFs and I can just print it out and follow this story with us. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're interested in that, give us a thumbs up and subscribe. Maybe we'll do that on the next episode. Okay. I got
3: it. PBDs, PDFs. It's a, it's a, it's like, it's a duet like wow. no other. Tom and I couldn't even match. Phenomenal,
2: what you just said, right? Okay, that's what we're doing. Federal proofs quarter rate hikes uh, signals more increases likely. The Federal Reserve approved an interest rate uh, increase of a quarter of a percentage point, and Signal plans to raise again next month to continue lowering inflation. The decision Wednesday, following six consecutive. Uh, Rate rises that were larger, including an increase of a half a point in December and uh, three quarters of a point in November. The committee anticipates that ongoing increases in interest rates will be appropriate in order to attain a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive. The latest increase caps a year in which the Fed lifted its benchmark federal funds rate from a near zero to a range of four and a half to four uh, and three quarters a level last reached in 2007. We can now say for the first time that this inflationary process has started. The federal chair, Jerome Powell, said, the job is not fully done. Tom, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, remember, um, Jay Powell has said that until inflation is at what percent, 2%. or I can see it, or I can see it from here, um, see the whites of their eyes, I'm going to keep raising rates. So he said the disinflationary process has started. What he means by that is he's starting to see the peak and flatten, and like a momentum start to come down. But he says he's still going to be raising rates. What this means to people listening is that All those headlines you see about tech layoffs, it's not just going to be tech. There's going to be more layoffs in other sectors because this is going to slow the economy, slow down consumer spending. We've already talked on past podcasts about Christmas spending and things that were down. And so this is just a sign that the worst is over, but he's still going to be putting these quarter point rates there Um, mortgages right now are still seven if you don't have perfect credit seven and a half even eight if you have horrible credit and if you have horrible credit and why are you buying a house right now because it is going to be for you everybody else it's uh, six and three quarters seven so this is going to keep slowing down the economy but he says the job is not fully done more is coming
2: okay so so you say that but then i read a story here tom from Insider that says the biggest risk to the market is no recession at all in 2023. JP Morgan strategists say this is an insider story mm-hmm. as well. And this is on page eight. Uh, it says the biggest threat to markets right now is as if recession, recession doesn't materialize, forcing the Federal Reserve to remain. Hawkish J.P. Morgan strategist Mike Bell said the S&P 500 and Nasdaq composite are nearly up 6 and 11 percent the past month, respectively, as Wall Street sees the Fed reversing its tightening campaign in response to an economic downturn. But if the U.S. economy avoids a recession and wage growth remains high, then the Fed would not cut rates as expected and instead would have to resume rate hikes in their second half of the year lifting them higher than Wall Street currently anticipates. Bell said, unfortunately, at that point, you're back into a world where both bonds and stocks would go down together, he said. But J.P. Morgan's best case assumes there will be a recession in 2023 that will allow wage pressures to moderate and Feds to cut rate in 2024. Does that make sense to you? It
1: does make sense. And what it means is this. Can I just paint a different picture? I'll do a BizDoc case study and I'll paint a
3: different picture. Okay.
1: The economy... Is the cheerleader okay? Okay. What does she look like? Uh, she hot? She's upstairs in her bedroom, okay. and Jerome Powell's in there Ooh. with the
2: cheerleader. Okay. Yeah.
1: And I like until this. the economy—this is
2: an analogy for—and then the economy, Shit. we're being analogy right? Shit. Exactly. <laughs>
1: and until the economy starts cooling down, which would be your parents' headlights coming into the driveway. He's not leaving the bedroom and running out the back door. Wow. That is what's happening. So the economy is going to keep getting pounded by these interest rates. (laughs) Tom, Tom, please continue to tell me how Jerome Powell's up in the bedroom pounding
3: the economy.
1: (laughs) I got to know. Running out the back door. That's exactly. But that's the way to look at this. And so what J.P. Morgan is saying is unless we have a recession, which is a little bit of pain and shift in the economy, Powell's not going to. Move the interest rate. So in other words, until we have the pain of recession and some unemployment, which is a terrible part of the pain, but it's part of it, and we have you know price starts to come down, price coming down on eggs would be a nice thing, um, especially for the egg master. Thank you mm-hmm. the um, egg master. But until that happens. and so i'll I'll use a more I'll use a nicer a nicer approach. You know if you you're out there snowboarding and you tear up your knee stretching that knee after the surgery, if anybody's ever had a a knee injury, is horrible. You go to the doctor and it's horribly painful. Stretching the knee is what has to happen for our economy. And there is going to be some unemployment. There is going to be prices come down. And it's going to be tough. And if that doesn't happen, J.P. Morgan's saying, if we don't get a little bit of pain and that doesn't happen, then he's going to keep raising rates, in which they went into a technical terminology, which means bonds and stocks both end up in a bad place and the economy doesn't have a chance to... Kind of cool off.
0: Okay, so Pat. So I mean, Tom. So he's up there. A lot of pain. A lot of pounding. Is there (laughs) any way he could stimulate, like the economy, with some I don't know, like Viagra? I mean, what? what Some stimulus checks. but here's a
2: challenge to to continue with the analogy that you're taking. Yeah. And the pounding that Tom took. (laughs) To go with that analogy, here's what you have to be thinking about. Yeah. Imagine honestly. Imagine straight up. If you're on Viagra. Yes. For. Ten and a half years straight every single day. You're just taking Viagra. Yeah. That's what happened to the economy oh, when shit. we had 128 month economic See expansion. See how we did that? So that, that's the mm. that's the challenge of what's going on today. We've been on Cialis, Cialis, freaking oh. all these guys nonstop, and now the economy's like, dude. I, I, I got to take a break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to take a break. By, By the way, shout out to our sponsor, <laughs> sponsor right now. <laughs> are dealing with erectile dysfunction. You can't get hours. it up. Go see a doctor. We have to go see a doctor Let now. me tell you, yeah,
1: against right. my wife's wishes, I've had two Yetis <laughs> full of coffee today, and that's probably the issue. That's um, so funny. So yeah. my, my warning to you all. No, think about Also, think about it this way, Vinny. Once the economy shifts and mm-hmm. the prices of things come down, even though there's some unemployment, what do the people that have jobs start doing? They start buying incremental things again, maybe traveling a little bit more. Mm. And so what that means is GDP goes back up because people start spending naturally and prices have come down a little bit. Mm. That's the whole circle of life they're trying gotcha. to manipulate here.
0: But is there going to be ah. like a moment – do you guys think – Pat uh, and Tom, do you guys think – you two, Adam, is there going to be like a moment where it's like, all right, guys, this shit at the fan, we're – like, is there an announcement when you hit like a real deal recession, like no, when it's it, really
3: it, bad? It, it tends to be a slow drip, 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 drip. Like in two thousand eight, when I when I experienced my first like yeah, like okay. taste of the nightlife. Yeah, was it was markets down five hundred today. Markets down eight hundred today. We're talking about the Dow, typically. Yeah, markets down nine hundred. Boom, we're down a thousand. And then it's like next thing you know, we're down forty percent or whatever the number was. Yeah. Slow drip, 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 drip. You you were already just starting. You think I think you had just started PHP right after that? I want to say so that was so. Uh, there's no actual moment. It just everybody yeah. looks around and goes, "It's we're inside well, of it right he, now." Can, can I can I give a yeah, little? T- so number one shout out to who I think is the most important figure in, in America today. Uh, it's his birthday this weekend, and uh, I'm not talking about me. We <laughs> share the same birthday. I'm talking about Jerome Powell, February 4th. Pull him up, Rob, just so I can fact check this thing. Let's take a look at this. Let's see the cheerleader. Guy. Guy. I already guy. sent it to Rob, but now yeah, he's doing the work. Let's I don't see know the guy with the cheerleader. Things. Look at Boom! Look at that. February fourth. Shout out to him. But the, the wait, fifty-three. So this hey. is
1: a zero birthday for him. Isn't he is,
3: it is. It's going to be seventy. Shout out to my to my dad, hey, Jerome Powell. But I just want to give you some some quick numbers, real quick, just so you can kind of wrap your head around the numbers, because I think Pat teed up uh, exactly what we should be discussing is that. These prognosticators who are there's a recession in 2023. No way it's going to be 2024. What's Biden going to do? No way Biden's going to enter a 2024 election. If there's a recession, he's going to stimulate the economy, whatever it is. Here's just some numbers for you. Inflation for the year, I know, was up as high as 8 percent overall was 6.5 percent year over year last year. I think they want to keep it somewhere around 2 to 3 percent. So it's almost double where we'd like it to be in Mm -hmm. the United States. Unemployment somehow is still 3.5%. I know that you think that's going to increase dramatically over the next few years. We'll see. The last time it was 3.5% was under the Trump administration. I want to say somewhere in the 2018 range where he was bragging about, hey, this is you know lowest unemployment, lowest uh, blacks, Asians, whites. It, it, was, it, it was obviously a, a great time for the economy at that point. But here's where I want to go to. This, we've talked about this a few times, this fear-greed index. Uh, CNN does a good job about this Rob. I don't know if you want to just pull that up. The fear and greed index, 1 month. So it's 0 to 100. 100 is like full on greed. 0 is like shockingly fearful. Um right now, 1 month ago, 1 year ago we were at 28. 28 just to put it in perspective. That's when crypto started falling. Yeah. Absolute fear, <laughs> extreme fear mode. A month ago, it was 38, which was essentially fear mode, essentially way less than neutral. Now, today, we're at 68, which is like greed. trending towards extreme gear, uh, greed. So I don't know what's happening in the economy over the last month, but some of these numbers, inflation going down, employment being strong, I don't know. I can't make sense of it. Is like, is the economy? in shambles are we doing better than ever are people greedy or people fearful i think to answer your question i think there's a famous saying like trying to predict the stock market is the equivalent of trying to figure out a drunk stumbling man figuring out his way home he's just gonna (laughs) yeah that whole deal so you know you always hear these prognosticators um who continually get it wrong what do they say like a monkey throwing darts has a better chance of predicting where the economy goes last point i wish what they did like you ever watch uh you know Fox NFL or you know CBS NFL, they show or ESPN they show the whether it's Stephen A. Smith or Booger Smith or whatever these guys' names are, Chris Berman, all these guys they show their record for their year against predictions. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris Berman was uh, forty eight and seventy two this year. It's like turns out he don't know shit. Yeah. Okay, I wish <laughs> they did that for people in oh. keeping the, the financial world. I, I, keep, sta- great, keep your stats. Great idea. That's freaking, yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: Well, if you take a look here, and by the way, thanks for bringing this up, Adam. This is really. Anytime, Tom. No, no, no. I love it. God heavens. No, I meant that sincerely. This is a good. Adam is talking about a good index to take a look at. And it talks about the emotion driving the market. It's not necessarily consumers out there, you and me. It is the emotion driving the market. What has been happening right now? We've had a lot of layoffs. The market likes layoffs because it means a company is going to be cutting its costs. And in the short time, the stock is going to pop a little bit. So guess what? Greed. Hey, I can go get a little bit of a pop off that stock because Facebook you know, laid off people, had a pretty reasonable quarter, and they're buying back shares. Hey, I got a little pop I can get out of this. That is a greed index. This doesn't necessarily relate to consumers, but right now, with all the layoffs and things that happened, the market is in a uh, a little pop cycle where people are investing in it. These are sophisticated traders. Uh, and taking advantage of the pops that have come from the, the layoffs and the few companies that had reasonable
2: quarters. Well, let me read this one then, because this kind of goes into uh, uh, past the story of greed. GDP reveals uh, ominous Great Depression warning sign not seen since 1932. Okay, a GDP report is saying that a Great Depression warning sign not seen since 1932. Here's what it is: even the areas that what uh, which contributed. To, uh, Uh, positively to GDP are not necessarily signs of prosperity. For example, business investment grew at only 1.4% in the fourth quarter, but that was almost entirely inventory growth. Non-residential investment, a key driver of future economic growth, was only up 0.7%. Meanwhile, residential investment fell off a cliff, dropping 26.7% as consumers were unable to afford the combination of high Uh, home prices, high interest rates, and falling real incomes. But perhaps most troubling is the uh, precipitous drop in real disposable income, which fell over $1 trillion in 2022. For context, this is the second largest percentage drop in real disposable income ever behind only 1932, the worst year of the Great Depression. To keep up with inflation, consumers are now depleting their savings and burning through the stimulus checks, they received during 2020 and 2021. That is the one thing that uh, I don't think enough people are talking about. You can look at everything that's good and you can say, well, look at what's going on here. Look at what's going on there. But when people run out of savings, something happens to them and gradually our savings has gone from $2.1 trillion down a trillion Jeez. in savings to $1.1, $1.2 trillion. That's like you having $20,000. Now you got 10000 $10,000. It's not crazy yet, but you're thinking about it, okay? And for for those who were kind of sitting there being greedy and say, "Well, you know, let me tell you, here's what I'm going to sell. I'm not going to sell this for this price." Sales are coming Mm -hmm. in the next two quarters. Mm -hmm. Sales are coming in the next two quarters. And the credit card balances. I mean, you tweeted it out. Record nine hundred and forty billion. Yeah, nine hundred forty billion. We were talking about it. You and I sat down before the Clay and the Buck uh, show that we had. Clay Travis. Those guys do a great job, but you know the the and by the way do you remember i don't know if you remember this maybe you will when we were doing podcasts and you said pat I, i'm all about save that money look what's happened ever since we give the stimulus checks people are paying off the credit card debt Americans are saving 27% record breaking. I don't know if you remember yeah, this of course. was a month. This is so so Biden's inauguration is one January 2021. January, yeah. March they announced the 1.9 trillion dollars. Huh? In April, the savings rate in America hits 27%. When is the last time we saved 27%? 27%. You know what the savings rate is right now? 2.4%. Holy but shit. By the way, lowest it's been in 17 years. Lois, it's been in 17 years. So you know what 17 is? 17 is not even 2008 crash. 17 mm-hmm. is prior to that. So these are things that will be felt. You know, somebody the other day on, um, who posted this on, uh, oh, uh, can you go to Pro- Professor Scott Galloway? Go to Professor Scott Galloway's Twitter account. He posted this yesterday, and if you guys know who he is. Yeah, he's, he's, a beast. Beast. he's a beast. He's yeah. a beast. Uh, he's a beast, but he also uh, uh, is, no, go to his. Okay, Uh, it's going to be one of his recent tweets where he talks about the economy is not as bad as people are saying. Uh, Man, I hope you can go to it. If you can't go to it, I'm going to read it. There it is right there. Click on that one. That's the one. Zoom in a little bit. Real GDP is up 6.7% under Biden. We gained 4.5 million jobs in 2022. Inflation over the last six months uh, uh, is down 2% at an annual rate. Economy is doing better than most Americans think. Okay, now go go to the comments. Go to the comments. Go to the comments. Go to the comments. Zoom in a little bit. Todd Mitchin tell that to almost a $4 gas, $9 eggs, $8 milk, out gas, and electric bill that went up two-thirds, and the countless increases of massive amounts while literally tens of thousands of people are being laid off at a record pace. I like you, but your comments are wrong. Okay, keep going lower. Keep going lower. So what, what he's saying is he's not feeling it. The other person is saying the average day-to-day person that's shopping, they're feeling it. Here's, here's one thing that happens uh, uh, when you make money. Uh, the moment you make money, it, 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 certain things change. Meaning, a three-dollar increase isn't felt. Mm-hmm. You know, a you know gas prices goes up two dollars, you won't feel it. You're like, yeah, gas. I was filling up my tank at eighty bucks. Now it's one hundred ten bucks. Okay, who cares? Just thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you know this thing that we were paying this much money for shopping's gone up every month. Two hundred dollars. It's not a big deal. Two hundred dollars. Two person making money is not a big deal. Of course. To a person that's making $55,000 a year or is making $82,000 trying to take care of their husband, wife, and three kids, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're going to feel it. So uh, uh, the real pain is felt by the people and their savings is down, their confidence is down. Um, you feel it when you talk to them. They're, so. out,
0: of, they're out of touch, Pat. Like, all the late-night hacks, all the... Remember when the Putin priced all that Putin? They're like, I'll happily pay, you know, $5 more or whatever a gallon just to spit in Putin's face. Like, okay, rich guy in the bubble. What about us? What about the the, 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 uh-huh. the little guy? That's not... You know what I mean? I can do... Like, Gats in L.A. right now, I saw a thing, Pat, seven... Sun. I'm like, are, how are you guys living in California right now with the gas that much, and you have to drive an hour and a half every single day to work. By,
2: by, by the way, you know how they say uh, Republicans, uh, you know, uh, all they care about is they, they want to take care of their uh, oil people, is what they want to do. Yeah. This is all they want to do. Really? Okay. Do you know, go to this article, Wall Street Journal, I'm going to send it to you right now. Uh, 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 do you know that the oil a uh, biggest profitable quarter ever was under what president? Was it under Bush? Was it under Reagan, percentage-wise? Was it under Trump? I mean, it's got to be under Trump, Clinton? right? It has to be under Trump, right? Nope. Record-breaking, I just sent it to you right now if you see it, record-breaking profits for ExxonMobil was for under Exxon. who? If you had to guess. The one and only, the GOAT, Joseph Biden. Oh, Guy, serious? No question about it. How's that? Look at the amount of profits these guys are making under a Democratic <laughs> president, okay? Okay. Exxon, go to the top. Exxon, 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 Exxon. Vaults oh. to record annual profits of fifty five point seven billion dollars under who? Joe Biden. Joe Biden's what, policies. How did, how does got that up. Happen, Pat? Well, I mean, obviously these guys are more noble people and they, they would never help <laughs> the oil companies make more money. Never. But they did. As weird as it sounds, hmm. this is when sometimes you look at policies and you're like, wow, those guys are for those guys. Oh, we would never defend those guys. Oh, we're giving money to help the poor, and this is what we're doing. Really, your policies is what made uh, America have nearly 10 people that are worth a hundred billion dollars. Because when you gave your trillions of dollars to the poor people or middle America, all they did is went and gave the money to the corporations and they spent the money. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, 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 emotionally, somebody may say, Wow, this is great. I mean, we're doing the right thing, such a noble thing. Yeah, the problem is. People still don't know how to save. The problem is, people still don't know how money works. The problem is, people still don't know the basic fundamentals of things that you do to manage your finances. They still don't know that you give them more money, they're gonna spend it.
0: Yeah, and, and it's crazy to see that, Pat, and especially with this with the administration's push on green and no fracking and no nothing. How is that? Like, that's crazy to see that they're making that's a record vaulted. Not, yeah. They didn't say jump, vaulted. To fifty five that's insane. Yeah, bro. I mean they should don't go. They it.
2: should Biden and the Democrats should go to the oil companies and say, listen, guys, support us next year. We're gonna make you more money. Look how much we've done for you. Yeah. So go green,
0: go greener. Yeah. We're gonna get richer. They green.
2: announced it. You know how you haul announced the MVP of the year was Newsom? Yeah. You know, exam, yes. exam, Did you hear at their annual convention? No. Annual convention, MVP of the year, Joseph Biden. You- no, no, I'm just kidding. But I, know, I, but I mean that's it hilarious. should be. That's go hilarious. Ahead.
1: No, you know, it's if you listen to the administration, you know, you see a lot of these stats that come out that that no one in the media words are words words until real numbers show up and then prove them false. And all of the stuff, like on the number of jobs there, you saw one of the responses there was to it. Biden saying, we've created all these jobs. No, he didn't create all these jobs. It was basically, if you look at restaurants and hospitality, and by the way, part of the American savings rate, Pat, we all know this, is Americans couldn't travel in 2001, couldn't go out to a a dinner, couldn't go even for, you know, date night out of town to a little spa that you could afford maybe or something with with your wife. You were inside. So it was kind of like savings by default a little bit because the personal, as you like to say, the F and B budget had been, you know, held up by the lockdown. But Biden goes out and says, hey, I've created all these jobs, ta da da, da, da da. No, it's not. It's all these people are coming back. All the hospitality workers that were basically furloughed came back to their hospitality jobs. That's not a new job. It would be like this me and the Bizdoc babe have some trouble. So we agree to get counseling and we do a little separation for three months while we get counseling. Then, on her birthday, we announce that we're back together. And I walk into a room full of people and say, Hi,
2: I'd like you to meet my new wife. That is what
1: Biden,
2: <laughs> <laughs> is, what Biden is just
1: doing with the jobs report. That's hilarious. But, uh,
2: yeah. So, uh, anyway. So, again, you look at the numbers. So, one side says things are going to be okay. The other side says we're not going to be in recession. Look at the numbers, what's going to happen. The reality is nobody fully knows what is going on. Okay, Everybody's purely speculating, including us. But what Adam said is... Where it goes slow, drip, drip. I thought at first he was gonna get up and start dancing like he was like doing some mm-hmm. kind Rip, of a drip, song, but he wasn't. It was gonna go drip, and then all of a drip, sudden, drip, boom, it drops, yeah. and everybody says, Holy shit, you know? Yep. So and the opposite can happen as well. Which the opposite, and all of a sudden you wake up, you're like, How the hell did Dow Jones get to forty two thousand? That is the crazy part about the economy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why no one in the history of it has been able to have a hundred percent track record mm-hmm. of guessing what happens next. Yeah. Okay. And- it's yeah. a gamble. And, and
3: all this just got highlighted over the last two, three years. Market tanks, black swan event, didn't see this happening, shut down, everything's going down. Uh, how much did the stock market go down the first six months of COVID? 40%, 40. whatever it was. Boom, bounce back, higher than ever, hit 30,000, first time ever. Yeah. And we're seeing these wild swings in numbers, personal savings rates higher than it's ever been. A year later, lowest savings rates. I think. I think we we are not fully appreciating how fucking insane mm-hmm. COVID was from yeah. a money standpoint. Discover a world shutdown standpoint, supply chain. I think people get it, but we're finally just kind of trying to make sense of these numbers. And then, didn't Biden just announce that as of May 2023, in the next few months, officially we're done? Is that what, what was that announcement? Did well, we you see said that?
0: it once, but this this is the done done. This yeah, is like we're the, done. This is like the Tom Brady retirement again. Oh, wink, wink. Oh, yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah, but so. yeah, I, think you're, I think you're right. It's amazing.
3: He's like, okay, now it's really, really done. Yeah, these wild swings in numbers, I think, should be expected after such a Blackstone well, event. We oh. just
2: covered a lot of different things right there. Let's go to the next story here. Uh, Tom Brady retiring from football for good. Second time run. Emotional message that he gave. I wore his jersey yesterday. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this thing here, but obviously seeing him make the announcement uh, – And now taking a break to go with the family. Nobody knows what he's going to be doing next. He's already got a massive contract for himself. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime player to see what he did. Seven championships. (sighs) The argument becomes the following is, should we moving forward say he is the Brady of that, that, that? Or should we still say he is the Jordan of such-and-such? That's the biggest debate. And some people may even come in and say, wait a minute, what you're talking about is great, but... Imagine being the greatest player in the world of a sport that is the most popular player sport in the world, which is soccer. We should moving forward say he is the Messi. Wow. So, wow. what is, we have to we have to figure it out right now, the world has to follow. Okay. <laughs> right now. Should we have to figure it out. Okay. We're going to yeah. set the stand for everybody okay. else. Is it Brady, Jordan, or Messi moving forward? Okay.
0: Oh, and, um, and in in the world, because you're in soccer, so, like I say, say s- Messi in the world. Yeah. In the United States of America, Brady or Jordan, I, I I mean I grew up with Jordan,
3: so and that's my that's it's, my guy. So as far as like the greatest, 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 greatest of anything, it's MJ. It's not even a Michael question. Jordan. Are you, However, why,
0: why 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 do you say that?
3: Because Brady left. Went to the Bucks and won a Super Bowl with another team. Did Jordan win a, a championship with the Wizards? Oh. You know what? You're right, Rob. Michael Jordan, no, no bueno. You're, you, you got, got me. me. No, he got saying, me. But he said, <laughs> but
0: I don't. What he's saying is though, but yes. record wise, seven, seven championships. Went to a different team to win. I think the greatest in the world is Messi. I think in the United States, I got to go with Jordan. I'm sorry. And by the way, I'm a Giants fan, and we beat him twice. Uh, or else, if it wasn't for the New York Giants,
3: he'd have two more rings. Was, FYI, I'll tell you this. You're welcome. I'll tell you this. We can have that debate. That's great. There are, these are all this. Is, this is Goat Mountain right here. Yeah. There's only one, the most eligible bachelor in the world at this point. That guy, uh, Thomas Brady. Could, yeah,
2: has number one. So did, did he, you, he you, doesn't need to be on Bumble. He doesn't need to be no, on Tinder. No, not at all. He is Tinder. He's Bumble. He
3: <laughs> is <Tom> Bumble. <laughs> he <laughs> is the honey
0: to the bees. Co- I'm I got telling. got you. you guys. The bees an, an honest question. If he didn't retire. I mean, if he did go with the retirement, the first one, would he still be married?
3: Probably, yes. Are you serious? That was well, obviously that the, was the final straw. No. Yes, no. that was the straw no. that broke you
0: know the, the camel's back. You know the same with the horse and the camel's back. I disagree. Back. straw that broke the what, camel's what, what, back. What you you know the horse. Yeah, I you. disagree.
2: By the way, in, in the world of sports, when a, a goat retires and they go from that life to a day-to-day They're not used to seeing each other as much as a part of why it worked was because it was a a part-time marriage. It's a full-time commitment, but it's a part-time. I like that. You know, marriage and bodybuilding it happens, and baseball and basketball and football. I mean, pools. You know, Jordan. You know, so you got so many of them. You go through very, very few of them uh, stay together. It's a very hard thing. And so, Tom Brady. With where she was, I have a feeling they were having issues way before that on the way they want to live, different lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, I think uh, I think either way, it would have just taken a little longer. That's gotcha. my opinion. And it, but anyway.
0: Uh, you, but you, you're saying, Pat, because you know, that time apart, like with seasons, for the average person, you can't have a season. It'd be cool you to know, go you to know, wife you know, and like, babe, I need two months. Let me tell you. I got to
2: go. <laughs> Vinny, you know when, when, when – Somebody says something like this. They'll say, "Man, I would have loved man, if I would have worked with uh, Elon Musk. I would have mm. freaking killed it. Mm. If I would have worked under Steve Jobs, I would have freaking killed it. You know, if I if I had a teammate like Brady, dude, it would have been awesome. You know, if I was married to Tom Brady and I had a husband like him, oh, yeah. dude, I would do anything for the guy, right? And then you let's just say you do, mm. and you're working for Steve Jobs. What do you think Steve Jobs would do? Do you think he would sit there and say?" let me sell you the vision of where Apple's going to be in the future one day. And one day we're going to build this machine, a computer is going to fit in a small little case like this. And you would say, what a visionary. Or do you think Steve Jobs would say, you guys got six months to fit this big-ass box in this or you're fired, (laughs) period, okay? All right, so the point is like, you want to work for Steve Jobs until you work for Steve Jobs. Yeah. And you say, this guy's a freaking tyrant. What right. <laughs> the hell is the matter with this guy? Like the, and the, then so you, you're like, oh, I'd love to marry Tom Brady. Oh, Tom. It'd be so freaking. And all of a sudden, boom, you, you're, you're Giselle, uh, my beautiful model, you know, married to the guy, Tom Brady, and like, holy freaking shit, I want him to obsess over me like all the other men I've ever dated. Mm-hmm. This guy loves football more than me. I can't be with a guy like that, and shit, I don't wanna be with a guy like this. Mm-hmm. And then you go with a, you know, jujitsu guy that's uh, got an instructor who's got more time to spend time with you than a Tom Brady. Good yeah. Point. There's a lot of people that wanna be guys with people like this until you are with them, and then you're like, holy shit, maybe I should have just married the other school teacher. <laughs> And uh, both of them don't work, by the way, because you want the bad boy <laughs> and you want the school teacher, and that guy just doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> yes, Anyways, that, that, uh, I, that was more like a rant. I love it. I love no, it. No, but you're right. You just you're right. Some, you know, it's some Yeah, yeah. I mean, by the way, when Jen and I were dating, I told, her, I said, "Baby, if you want a nine to five guy, I'm not it." We went to a uh, uh, we went to a counselor,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it's one guy, a Christian counselor, who the church was sent to. And uh, have you heard me tell the story? No, no? So we go to this counselor and I said, so, so tell me about yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, you know, uh, my wife and I have been married 33 years. I'm like, I'm impressive. So if Somebody can take advice from. I said, what's your secret sauce for your marriage working out? For 33 years, we have had dinner every night at 6 o'clock. We've hmm. never missed it. She- I believe that's the key to success. I said, what business are you in? <laughs> Oh, I'm a school teacher. How about your wife? She's also a school teacher. I said, You know, it's so awesome meeting you. Here's the $200, babe. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> he was so uncomfortable. Jennifer's uncomfortable. comes like, Babe, just let's at least. I said, No, babe, there's nothing we can talk here. Yeah. We get in the car, she says, What was that all about? I said, Babe, I'm not a school teacher. I'm not going to be home at six o'clock dinner. This is not the life. You want that at somebody else. You don't. We want to go take over the world. This is a very different mentality. But if yeah. you are that person, Fine. go be it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm just not a school teacher. I feel you. But you know I think same? it's
3: so important what you're saying about having those conversations up front. Like you established early and often with Jen, hey, I'm not that 9 to 5 guy. So what's the, um th- something, no, I was, it, was, yeah. something I say offend you? We're Middle Eastern. What's, we wh- wh- what's the famous quote where it says men marry, marry women hoping that they will never change and that women marry men hoping that they will change and then invariably they'll both be disappointed? I think it's very it, important. It goes, it
2: goes men marry women hoping they don't change and they do women marry men hoping they change and they don't right yeah and they're both end up disappointed
3: yeah. so yeah. i think if you establish what you were just talking about up front hey listen i'm not that nine to five guy that six o'clock dinner thing every yeah. night i'm just shooting a freaking video by six o'clock i might not even be home till eight so like this is the guy you're going to marry are you comfortable with that yeah because I don't seven years down the road I want to be like why are yeah. you never home it's like I told you that
0: up front yeah and, and and going up what you step had is really really fast I think those moments where you are like that time off I'm not saying being away from your wife forever but like that season that he's gone and whatever I think it helps because you know you're apart and then when you see each other it's amazing but if you're there every single day in the person's face is a little a little too much.
1: Tom. Yeah, the fables never match. You know, the fables and the stories never match the reality. And you can read a lot of books and biographies about Bezos, about Jobs. Uh, I love the story. It was in uh, Forbes or Fortune. It goes way back. Jobs is very frustrated by a thing called Mobile Me. Remember about 12, 15 years ago, maybe longer than that, Apple had a product called Mobile Me. It's not really working right. Hauls everybody into a, a conference room who is working on it. So there is like Apparently about 100 people in there. And he points to product manager and he says, tell me what MobileMe, what the spec is, what the product is. Well, MobileMe is bop, 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 the him, And he looks at the guy and he said, okay. And they said he started turn red. And Steve Jobs says, well, then why the flip doesn't it do that? <laughs> You're done. And he points to his left to two people. They are leading the project and he leaves the conference room. Oh, Ladies wow. and gentlemen,
2: that is the romantic
1: view exactly. of Steve <laughs> exactly. Jobs. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Oh, only if I, you know, you know, but by the way, that whole concept about you are the person, you are the average of five people you hang out with, there's typically the one guy in that group that you don't like because he's constantly challenging you. And you most people would have a very hard time being friends with a guy like Steve Jobs. Oh, it's God. not mm-hmm. a Easy friendship. It's good on the outside. It's tough on the inside. Okay. I love
3: that point you made, by the way, about the, your network is your net worth and you are the combination of the five people you said, but it's usually one guy. One guy I that holds that. it together. One shit. guy that holds it together. Okay. And Vinny, thank you for holding this all together, brother. Yeah. Back to you. Okay.
2: No question. <laughs> by, by the way, just so everybody knows, Vinny is probably the, the. I don't know, no, he's the second best athlete in this room. Vinny's a ridiculous Athlete I don't understand why you're so good How Middle East now, like
0: How do we I don't know where it there's came
2: There's nine from. forms of intelligence Okay Okay Interpersonal You're good with people Intrapersonal You're independently You're good by yourself Like you can spend time you, Some people call you a loner You're not You're just very confident You're self-aware uh, Three uh, Numerical You're good with numbers four musical you're good with music yeah five is spatial you can go into a room and say you got to put something here you got to put something here you got to put something here." i would put the window here i would put the kitchen here i got zero spatial okay when it comes <laughs> down to okay then you have uh, uh, a a uh, uh, kinesthetic which is body you're very good with body you're that's you're one of them that's uh, athletically you guys just naturally can do that and then there's a few other ones that are out there right but it's a natural intelligence. Some people that just pick up a ball can, and they can play it. Weird. And by the way, the same is true about people who are not. You ever heard somebody Watch somebody that played the same sport, God knows, over and over and over again, they still look weird. (laughs) It's like the guy that takes salsa lessons for seven years, and he goes to a club and dances salsa, and you're like, I swear to God, this is uncomfortable to watch. (laughs) And he's been doing it for seven damn years, and it's like a robotic dance.
0: (laughs) Dancing that they do just
2: doesn't make sense. So That's that's not you. Anyway, let's go to the next story. Ron DeSantis. Let's do Ron DeSantis. If you guys are okay with this. Ron DeSantis. I don't want to upset anybody. Let's talk about some uh, Ron DeSantis here. Here we go. Ron DeSantis reportedly preparing for 2024 presidential run. A more angry Donald Trump takes shot at disloyal Florida governor. This just happened uh, recently. But I want to go to the most updated story of where DeSantis. uh, uh, There it is. The gloves are off. Donald Trump brands 2024 right. Ron DeSantis very disloyal. Uh, uh, where's the one? that Okay, there it is. That's the one. It says DeSantis' response to Trump's criticism says verdict has been rendered by Florida voters. Not holding back, by the way. Okay, not holding back at all. Uh, uh, so here's here's what it sounds like. Uh, 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 Former President Donald Trump has claimed that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis owes his success to Donald Trump's administration and that a, hypo- a hypothetical presidential bid would be insulting. Ron would have not been governor if it wasn't for me. So when I hear he might run, I consider that very disloyal, which, by the way, he is right. If it wasn't for Trump's endorsement, Ron doesn't win governorship. I mean, whether you like Trump or you like DeSantis, are you going to vote Republican ticket no matter what, or you don't like either one of them? That endorsement helped him get, uh, he won by 34,000 votes. DeSantis responded to Trump's comments by citing his recent landslide victory for, uh, with Florida voters well, look what I would say uh, uh, would just say is this: I roll out of bed. I have people attacking me from all angles. DeSantis said, and the good thing is that the people are able to render a judgment on that, whether they reelect you or not. Wow. DeSantis was overwhelmingly mm. reelected in November for his second term, leading Florida and won the highest percentage of the vote that any Republican governor candidate has in a history of a state's history. He also won by the largest raw vote margin of one and a half million votes uh, than any governor candidate has ever had in the Florida history. The verdict has been rendered by the people of the state of Florida, okay? Hmm. Which, by the way, you go from winning by 34,000 votes and you go winning one and a half million votes and you win Miami Day. You win, you win day. And this is, what he did is absolutely unbelievable to validate how great of a job he did for four years. But that doesn't mean Trump's endorsement didn't help him win. I, Without Trump's endorsement, he wouldn't have won. Anyways, I'll open it up. And, Go for
0: and, and Pat, it. Pat, just going off, because he said he claimed that he you know, he owes him for the success. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Me living in California, not really in the political wor- uh, world, I didn't hear who – I didn't know the governor of Florida. I didn't know anything about that. Trump's attitude towards the media and being bold and then all of a sudden I did start seeing DeSantis started becoming that guy where I was like, Oh that oh my god, he's kinda like him where he's calling out the you know, pointing at people, talk telling reporters in their face. I don't know if it was the Trump like attitude or the mystique, but that type of attitude I've seen come, like Carrie Lake and all these Very people. Very interesting point. Isn't that weird? Though, yeah. I, and this is coming from a guy that lives in California that's a veteran that never gave a damn about politics. Then I started seeing COVID, and it was during COVID where DeSantis was like, no, no, we're not going to be like these people, and that drew the attention to him because he was Trump-like. You feel Mm -hmm. me? So, I mean, say what you want. I think a little bit of that attitude did brush off on him.
3: The most impressive thing of DeSantis' uh, win for governor in 2022 was that he took Hillsborough County. I know Miami-Dade is often very much liberal. There is no more liberal county in the state of Florida than Hillsborough. That's Tampa, St. Petersburg. That is where Charlie Crist resides. That's his hometown, and he beat Charlie Crist by how many votes? 40,000 votes. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. So, if you look at Basically, if you want to give if you want to call each of Trump and DeSantis a stock. Yeah. Right. Clearly, one has been on the upswing since 2020 and one has been on the major decline Mm -hmm. since 2020. Um, And shots fired, by the way, because DeSantis does not respond to Trump. He takes it. He takes it. He takes it. But read into exactly what he said. And the good thing is that the people are able to render a judgment on that on whether they reelect you or not. Read between the lines here. He's basically saying, I got reelected by a landslide. You did not. Sorry to inform you. And we often say that if not for COVID, Trump would have probably been reelected. 100%. If not for COVID, we probably wouldn't all know Ron DeSantis' name. I I agree with you. You don't know the random governor from a state. (laughs) Doesn't matter. No. The reality is COVID was uh, Trump's Achilles heel. And COVID was what made Ron DeSantis. I agree. So we'll see what happens. Right now, at this point, if you look at the numbers, you know, I'm a big Vegas guy. It is now DeSantis's election to lose. Wow. He's passed Trump in the primary polls, and we'll see what happens. But we've got a long road ahead, no yeah. doubt. But, but But here's the thing, though. Love him or hate him, don't you think just being Trump—
0: wouldn't you be furious if from even before you got in or you got called that you won, yeah. the Department of Justice with the FBI, with Peter Strzok and all these freaking guys with Hillary Clinton, all colluding, the actual collusion was the left. And then, bro, that, that all that presidency and then COVID, everybody, every the whole swamp against you. Don't you think he kind of wants to come in and have a shot where all that shit is already done? And he could be like, all right, I'm coming in raw no. Now, you guys can't play that Russia shit again. All the, all, the, all the colluding, all that shit. No, no. Now I'm coming in without all you guys, all the deep state behind me. I mean, I would be, A, pissed off, number one. But number two, I would tell the people, hey, guys, how about give me a shot without everybody against me? Let me. Yeah, I'm going to talk shit. Yeah, I'm going to be brash. But give me a chance. You know what I mean? Because be honest, it wasn't fair. Was it love him or hate him? It wasn't fair. And then COVID comes. I mean, how much shit could go wrong for one guy?
3: Be honest. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. True, You're making though. a good case here, but I think this is one thing I will say. There's nothing uglier than politics. Obviously. Presidential politics. So yeah. when you enter the ring, you know exactly it's gonna be what? a mud slinking contest galore. What? You don't think DeSantis is literally emotionally, spiritually, mentally getting ready? God of forbid you run. Every disgusting thing you've ever done is gonna be exposed. What was great about Trump is talk about 10 flaw Don. Anyone <laughs> grab him by the pussy, this they're done. They're, they're yeah, they're no canceling their campaign. No more ammo. He's like, hell yeah, yeah, I did that. Locker room talk, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah it's a dirty dirty game out well, 100%, there you but, better be ready but, but for when, it
0: but when your own government and the Department of Justice as you're a sitting president is illegally going by and then nothing happens to them welcome to politics I I get it it's horrible but no but you, but, but you're 100 percent right no. Donald Nobody's, Trump has been shot he's wounded he has like what else can you say about me bro stormy Daniels
3: what do you what stormy Bring Daniels it on. is such a not, yeah. by the way the, That's the, so the, the, the stormy Daniels lawyer whatever happened to that oh, guy Avanati, whatever porn happened with Tom, you have okay? any, do you
2: have any thoughts on this or no?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I see it both ways. I, I look at I look at Trump and I say, look, here's a guy that used his personal political capital. You know, Whether you love him or hate him, he used his personal political capital to help Ron DeSantis at a key time. And Ron DeSantis is not governor and does not launch the, the bigger phase of his political life without that endorsement. And... Trump is saying, listen, I lost, but I'm going to get ahead of Seam. I'm going to get the band back together. Uh, Some will be with me, some won't, but I'm going to get it back together and I'm going to run again. And I think he's told everybody that in whispers. And he is disappointed that DeSantis is putting together a campaign to go run. Unfortunately, this is not, you know, King's X. This is not the way it works. I mean, you look at the... You look at the the Democrat field. Hillary was running. I am running, and I'm gonna go. And everybody, stay out of the way. Nope. Obama ran. All those people stepped up. When it's time to run for president, it's a Adam. It's the way to say it. It is such a dirty game, and you have to keep reminding yourself as you analyze it. Mm -hmm. This is dirty by design, right? Say Hillary's like, I was Secretary of State. I'm smart as hell. I had the first healthcare initiative. I have all these things. Stay the flip out of my way. No, mm-hmm. there was nine people on stage with her, and Obama beat her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that just that's just the way this works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Pat. Let me
3: ask you. You, I think you've only watched one Netflix show ever. From
2: beginning uh, to end? Well, Greg Sher told me to watch Ted Lasso because okay. of Tom, saw so I watched that. <laughs> you saw House of Cards. House not of the whole of cards. Day. You that's saw the whole. Movie? What was your no, just season one? Oh, okay. okay,
3: so that's the only show you've show. ever watched. I never watched it's House of Cards. Sopranos, that's what I'm going with. This. I've been, oh, yeah. Which essentially that's Kevin Spacey. Yeah. By the way, what happened to him? He's he getting okay. He gets,
0: a, he gets sexual assault charges
3: and okay. nothing. He'll never go. He's just but untouchable. You, uh, where I'm going with he this is, I think if anybody understands how dirty business is, and you know everything you're working on with you know your enemies and all that. Not that you needed to watch House of Cards to really fully fundamentally realize how disgusting and dirty politics is, but how dirty did you did you think it was? Is it? What are you seeing out there? Everything that using your house of cards as a reference point to business the, or dirty, the dirtiness of politics compared to business, if you want.
2: Well, I, I I don't know. I'm not in it. You know, I'm not in the political world. But when I'm, you know, in the business world, it's very ugly. But at least in the business world, there are some laws and regulation. These guys are using laws and regulation as like... The way many of these politicians that have been around, they're no different than the guys... Who were in New York saying, Hey, you know, the Gambino family protects our restaurant. Hey, you mess with us. You got to go talk to the Colombo family. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got to go to such and such family. And they're like, Hey, Tony, I'm sorry, man. Don't worry. I'm good. Please tell Sammy we're okay. We don't have any issues. You want me to call Sammy? No, no, you don't. I'm good. Totally good. The way these guys are running politics is they're saying, Oh, you want to say something? You want me to contact? You want me to get? Okay, no problem. See what I do with IRS is the Gambino family. DOJ is the Colombo family. You know, you got the FBI is the Genovese family. You want me to keep going? Like, they got (laughs) these five families. I'm going to call one of the families and look what we're going to do to you. We're going to ruin your life is what we do. And that's what they do. So there are a bunch of pawns that lean onto those five families to destroys people's lives, and they're very, very good at it. So this is why when you run for office, we're going to have a good time together. Thank you. I, can't I look wait, forward to that, I guys. Can't wait. All right, so let's go to the next story. So let's go to the next story. Let's go to the next story. Republican Nikki Haley is set to announce a run for president. Nikki Haley is set to announce a run for president. Uh, Nikki Haley, a former South Carolina governor who also served in the Trump administration is preparing to run for 2024. The Republican is set to be the first to challenge former President Donald Trump in a GOP primary election. Haley served as Trump's U.S. ambassador to the United Nations for nearly two years from 2017-2018 to when she resigned. Prior to her tenure uh, in the Trump administration, Haley led the state of South Carolina as the governor from 2011 to 2017 when she left to take the job at the U.N. Haley was the first woman to serve as governor of South Carolina in 2021. Haley has said she wouldn't run for president if Trump ran again, but recently deviated from her typical line calling for a new generation of leadership in the Republican Party in an appearance on Fox News that she later posted on Twitter. So Nikki Haley, what are your thoughts on Nikki Haley running for president?
1: I think there's two things. So what I'm going to talk about, uh, macro, micro, because you know that's how I do it. On the macro level, she has now come out and there's more than just DeSantis, has walked onto the debate stage. There's now three podiums, Trump, DeSantis, and Haley. This opens the door for others to declare as well on the macro stage. And so what that does is actually helps DeSantis because it's not DeSantis breaking rank and saying, I want to run. Now it's multiple people. And it's like, hey, this is a primary. This is what we do. This is the process. So Donald, you're going to be on stage and uh, there's other people going to be there. So on the macro level, I think this helps DeSantis because it opens up the field and it's not just Trump versus DeSantis. There's many people running. The second thing on the micro level, I think she's positioning for a VP spot. Oh, wow. That's my, that's my thought. What do you think,
2: Pat? Um, you and I are on the same page with that. I, I think what they are doing uh, is exactly that. Yeah, that's for me. It's exactly that. Uh, uh, they're, they're speaking very highly of each other. When you get on that stage, the strategy, my opinion, is the fact that Nikki Haley is going to be the one to go after DeSantis, not mm. Trump, and they're going to double tag team, oh. and then eventually Nikki could end up being a VP – and by the way, she's a very qualified VP if she ends up becoming a VP. Uh, some even thought at one point she wasn't on Trump camp because she called them out on a couple different things. So this is, you know, th- this is a very, very strategy, strategic thing that's mm-hmm. taking place. It- it's going to be interesting to see the camp that because de- there is a Republican camp that doesn't want Trump. And there is a Republican camp that only believes Trump's the one that needs to finish up his second term and mm-hmm. fix everything that started either way. This is now what we're seeing strategy taking place between the two. It'll be fun to see what direction DeSantis. This goes.
0: was an episode on, I swear to God on House mm-hmm. of Cards where where uh, Kevin Spacey's character teamed up with somebody else during a debate, and I mean I, I see it all playing But dude, honestly, I'm just hearing you guys talk about the stage and the bro. I swear to God, I would pay to watch. I'm excited to see that moment of. DeSantis, Trump, and her... I think that UFC should get on board, TV. bro, and just make it, like, announce them and have them come in. The, uh, dude, I would 100% put 50 bucks to watch this. Mm-hmm. The first we time... We still need it, to put our bet on... Oh, yeah, and mind you, that's going to divide the party,
3: and then we mean you have uh, paid for what... Uh, I the, think I think Tom hit it on the head. I think Pat agreed with him. She is full-on cool. auditioning for a vice presidential role... Mm-hmm. For sure. ...in the movie called 2024. Yeah. <laughs> that, there, there's no chance she's being elected president of the United States. No. Okay, my opinion. Hear me out. I agree. It. It's Trump or DeSantis. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, she ain't no like walk in the park. She's cunning. Smart. Smart. Attractive enough to to basically hold, hold her own on, on the stage. Mm-hmm. She was a governor. Wasn't she the ambassador to the UN under Trump? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she ain't no joke. So just house of cards style. She, she's not- got some stuff up her sleeve. Yeah. Let's see who she attacks. Well, let's it,
1: see who she embraces. And it's not just up her sleeve. It's between her ears. Um, I Mm -hmm. I had that privilege of sitting with her and with um, uh, Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne in Dallas at a small gathering. They were trying to raise funds and stuff, and she was there to support Beth's campaign. And there was about 50 of us at this little reception before the big reception. You know how those things work. Um, And somebody asked her to give a breakdown of – you know, foreign trade, tariff, no tariff, and things. And she went for 15 minutes with one of the most elegant dissertations. And I'm like, wow, not only does she know what she's talking about, she's in it. And that was when she was serving at the U.N. So this is also a very smart person that would balance a ticket and she would play her foreign policy cards and experience her trade in the U.N.
3: Her and DeSantis, unbeatable ticket. Her and Trump. Still very beatable, my yeah. opinion.
2: I, you might be right. Wait, her and DeSantis, unbeatable ticket. Her, her and Trump, still to be. Yeah.
3: Because I think huh. bottom line is this. We're talking about primaries. We get it. There's so many independents out there. There's so many you know, conservative Democrats who will gladly, loudly, proudly walk into a voting booth and say, I voted for Ron DeSantis. No doubt. Yes. You, there's not those many of those at Trump these days. Yeah. I'm sorry.